Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We are back this week to talk about our favorite TV show and our favorite high school football team, at least for now, the Dillon Panthers and Friday Night Lights. And we are going to start by talking about crossing the line. But Steph, I think we should give a really brief recap to everybody on where we left off a couple weeks ago when we last talked smash williams was told essentially that he was too small and we could see that he was now going to get into taking some steroids uh, to make himself bigger because he's concerned about his ranking uh as one of the top high school football players so in crossing the line he indeed crosses the line and starts <laughs> taking steroids and he crosses the line in a number of ways aside from taking the steroids the way that he gets them is not great so he asks his mom for money for an SAT course and he's lying about that and she doesn't have the money he asked for and they end up she ends up going to the church and the collection is taken up for his SAT course and that's how he gets the money it's not cool no, no. And um, that's, I think, why, like, it, it gets kind of like crossing the line because, um, you know, there's, there's all like taking a, taking a, what is, I, I don't know what it, like donation platter from church. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like these people really want to help these kids, but, you know, it's certainly not for that, you know, and it's, it's, it's anything that they want to do you know, for football. So it really, um, it's just sad, you know, because these, there's so many people that care about these kids, but you know, there's nothing that they can actually, you know, they're not doing the right things now. They're making bad decisions. Well, and in fairness to the people at church, they don't know that that's what they're doing. I mean, he asked, so he had asked his money, his mom for money for an SAT course, but he was going to use it on the steroids. And when she didn't have the money, she went to church. So you know, it's under false pretenses and he's essentially, you know, stealing money from, yeah. because it's, he's lying is what it's going to be used for. Uh, and you can tell he feels bad about it, but he has such tunnel vision on that his future is football and that without football, there is no future and how important it is to be ranked high and all of these things. And so he really, he really well crosses the line in the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> And we and we see the beginning of a, a few episode arc on what happens with that and the consequences of that, and we'll and we'll talk about that in a little more into the next episode. Uh, also, in this episode, you know, we talked last time that Jason saw Tim and Lila hugging goodbye at their car after they'd all spent the evening uh, together, just hanging out. And he, you could see he knew something was up. The hug was a little bit too long and the whole thing. 
So you could see he, so we see him and Lila making out and he says to her something going on with between you and Riggins. And she of course says, no, Jason, no, of course not. But he knows and his trusted roommate who just does become a more and more likable character. He knows, (laughs) you know, and, and they talk about, you know, which is interesting that Lila's really like the last, thing Jason can hold on to in his old life and he doesn't really want it to be true because if he loses Lila then really he's lost everything and there's there's a reality to that um so that's a a sad kind of complicated story obviously uh and then at the end of the episode he does a scrimmage what what are they playing it's like um Murder it's ball, like murder ball. Yes, exactly. It's murder ball, um, which is just a great name. It's like the murder yeah. on it. Scary about yeah. that. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, you know, wheelchair rugby, but they're they're legit. They're like super into it. It looks super hard, and they crash into each other. And you know, you can really see that there's a lot of sport to it, but it also like gives them some. Like they they have fun again, and they have uh, you know a competitive feeling, and I think that's something that's why it's so appealing to Jason. And Jason really has to fight to get to play in the scrimmage because no one thinks he's he's ready, uh, including the the nurse he's working with, and no one thinks he's ready. And there's a concern like he could hurt himself worse. Right. Um, starting some parts of him are starting to heal. And so there's a concern about that, but he is bound and determined to do it. And he does, and he goes to scrimmage and he does a great job. And at one point he does fall, but he is okay. But Tim and Lila are there cheering him on. And at the end of the match, when it's over, he punches Tim and, you know, he knows and he's angry at both of them. And we we know that he's he's figured it out. Jason Street is no dummy. And and he knows. And it's kind of it's a heartbreaking scene, really. Oh, yeah. It's, I think that it what it what it. He was basically called him out for the first time. And he's like, well, you'll still cripples girl, but you won't fight him. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> That hit the heart, you know, like so, you know, and 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 you can tell Riggins wasn't even expecting it. He had leaned down, you know, to to try to hit him, you know, I mean, to try to hug him, and Jason uh-huh. hits him. So, you know, it was totally unexpected. He was totally caught off guard, and there's like nothing to say. And then he kicks Lila out of the gym. So it was pretty brutal, but it was like he got his confidence back. Like he then was starting to realize, you know, hey, you know, I don't have to settle. Maybe this is how my life is going to be, but I don't have to settle for this kind of stuff. Yep, 100%. And he was betrayed by the two people, two of the people he loved most. And it's just, it was very, very heartbreaking. So it, I'm going to move honestly right to the next episode because I think so much of this kind of, you know, keeps going. So much happens in the next episode too, yeah, which starts. And it was funny because I rewatched it last night, and mm-hmm. as I was rewatching it, by the end of the episode, I was like, "Did I just watch two episodes?" Or because there's so much happens in this one episode, 
And I just, I, I want to delve into it because it's, it's a lot. And it's interesting. Uh, it was, I believe episode nine is full hearts. So episode nine of a 22 episode season. So we're getting to the halfway point, which I think is why so much happens. And we're starting getting into the meat of it. We're starting, we're going to get to know Tyra a little bit better. Um, So, and we did see in the last episode, one thing we forgot is that Tim and Tyra sort of get back together. Yeah. Line, I guess in Tim and Tyra terms, so to speak. And, (laughs) you know, Lila comes to Tim's house and says, Jason knows he asked me about it. This is done. And Tim, you know, says, yes, this is done. And Tyra's there. And so Lila comes it by saying she's inviting Tim to the scrimmage. So we kind of see that's like the beginning of, more that's going to bubble up. So let's let's jump into Full Hearts. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and then delve right in. They say a healthy gut means a healthy you. Favor apple cider vinegar shots. Bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two-ounce shot. Better digestion, stronger immune system, and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily Favor shot. Their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mixed with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First-time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. Okay, so Full Hearts. The backdrop of this episode is that the Dylan Panthers will be traveling to Gatlin, which is somewhere in Texas, not that close to Dylan. (laughs) That's really all we know about Gatlin um, in terms of location. (laughs) So there are a few things. This is a very good football team and it's going to be a big test for the Panthers, but there's a story here with smash and the entire Williams family in that, that is where uh, Brian smash Williams. And it's funny in this episode, you always, I was calling him smash, but yeah. his mom calls him Brian. Right. And in this episode, I feel like she calls him <laughs> Brian even more. I don't know why. So I'm somewhere. So guys, just so you know, if I say Brian, I mean smash. And if I say smash, Brian. So I think there's that. Um, so that is where the Williams kids originally grew up. Right. And it was after their father died that they moved to Dillon. And Gallon is a much tougher neighborhood. So, uh, there's a lot of issues in that city. In fact, I'm jumping ahead a little here, but I just think it's important when they go, um, smashes it at a barbecue of a friend's house. And that friend plays for the Gatlin Eagles. And he tells him about another friend of theirs who's doing 10 years for armed robbery. And the guy says to smash, you and I are the only ones that have a chance of getting out. Um, it felt like a really, it felt like a really poignant line, um, in the show and, you know, for a number of reasons. Uh, but I digress a little bit. There's, I still have to go back. There's like a lot going on in this episode. There's like so much that happens. Okay. So let's talk about smash a little, and then maybe we'll just take them like group by group. So let's start with who's fully on steroids and is training with his sister. And it's funny. So his mother, smash's mother obviously has some very, uh, deep rooted resentment towards his father, which we find out later why, uh, and it's interesting that the girls in the family seem to understand it and smash, it seems never saw it. We could never understand it. Right. Um, probably, probably most likely that he wasn't old enough to understand it before. But he I died. think he's the oldest. He's the oldest. He and is. so I just, 
I think he's the oldest. So I, I think no, it's I interesting. Think so. You think his sister, <laughs> the other sister is I older think, than him? I think the one sister is. Okay. But, um, because she's like, you didn't see things we saw. And so that's the, that, well, that's the impression I got. I don't really know a hundred percent now um, that I'm questioning it, but he, he does seem to open up to his sister about it and they are close and, you know, it just seems like um, he's more forgiving towards whatever his father, but the mom doesn't even want to see his gravestone. No, he does not. And that becomes becomes an issue um before they get to Gatlin smash is talking with his sister and training with his sister and he has basically a panic attack uh and so they go to the doctor and everything's fine I always found it interesting this this scene they didn't draw blood or every anything because then they would have found that everything was not fine um but everything apparently is fine and the doctor says it's probably just anxiety about Gatlin which again just goes back to this town and how it's all about football. Right. And then here's the doctor of the panic attack and the doctor really wants him to be fine because he wants him to play Friday night. <laughs> um, so it's like kind of just an interesting, you know, it's an interesting thing. And he does confide to his sister that he's been taking steroids and asked him not to tell the mom, but she's obviously clearly very concerned for obvious reasons. Right. And, you know, and, and then he starts, there's a bunch of things that he starts getting symptomatic of um, nosebleeds and mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of things that are, you know, you know, triggers that this is, you know, that's kind of what steroids will do to you, especially if you're, you know, winging it, I guess, like he is, you know, buying them from people off the street and just trying to, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just very dangerous line to go down and, he really feels that that's like what he has to do just to, um, you know, to, you know, break out. But he finally confesses, you know, that they're just pick me ups and, you know, Sheila, his sister keeps the confidence, but, you know, you kind of have to wonder like, you know, it's hard. It's like, it's your brother, you know, or your sister and you want to be there for them, you know, but um, it's a, you know, it's pretty clear that this is, definitely affecting his body and it's like i've talked about in other episodes they're so young like you forget mm-hmm. how young they are so your brother tells you something when you're 17 16 15 whatever it's just very different than if you're you know older and your brother tells you something that you see is an area of real concern he says something in that conversation um which is i have with dad gone i have to be the man of the house and football is the only way I know how to do that, essentially. So it's kind of an interesting it's an interesting conversation that they have. And I think we might as well fast forward now to that same barbecue I referenced earlier. When Smash hears his mom say to her friend, um, sometimes I think we are better off with him dead. And Smash just at that point leaves and is obviously very upset by that comment. He gets back to the hotel. Um, He's missed bed check. His mom was able to smooth things over, but she confides in him that Smash's dad, when he died in a car accident, he was in the car with another woman that, you know, they didn't know. Clearly this was a pattern of behavior. He cheated on the mom all the time. And 
put his family second. And so we start to understand, you know, a little bit more, but she says, of course she loved him and that he loved smash. Um, and it's a very you know, important scene. It's an emotional scene and you, you just get to understand things a lot better. And it really also drives home the layers of people. And that's something the show really does like the many layers of people. And it's like Tim Riggins, Tim Riggins, I don't think is a bad guy. Tim Riggins makes terrible decisions, but he never had anyone in his life to show him how to make good decisions. Yeah, he has like no guidance whatsoever. None. And his brother, Billy tries. Billy yeah. really tries. But Billy also doesn't have anyone in his life to show him I how know. to make good decisions. Um, Coach Taylor is like really the most Tim has and that relationship will develop. But, you know, it's just you see that and you can kind of understand it more. It's like, for me, it's like less judgmental because what, what choices did he have and who was going to show him how to do it differently? Um, so there's that. And then we see, of course, Smash go to visit his father's grave site and of course breaks down. Um, so it's a, that's a, it's a big part of the episode. I don't want to get to the game yet. I think we'll save that for last. We'll go through everything else and then we'll get to the actual game. Um, which interestingly doesn't take up much time in the episode. But so many other things happen in this episode right. that we can understand why. So I guess let's go to a little bit of our kind of comic relief in the beginning, which becomes not so comic relief is that Matt Saracen and Julie Taylor are going to go on a date. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, I, there's, in the morning, they're getting ready to go to school. And Tammy says to Coach Taylor, she's on the phone with Matt Saracen. This thing is happening. He just says a line that I think is so funny. And he says, well, it could be worse. She could be interested in a serial killer or one of the Riggins. <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought, I found that to be really funny that that was, that those were the options, a serial killer or a Riggins. <laughs> So I feel like you know they always give you a little comic relief in the show. Um so I thought that was you know that was a good one and then we get Matt and Landry uh shopping for a new outfit for the date. Landry of course dispensing all kinds of fantastic Landry advice. <laughs> which is always entertaining. He's such a great character. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's such but a great I character. I was, it was funny because he picks out the members only jacket, which there's more to come, but it's like, uh -huh. it's just so funny because I'm sitting there going, I didn't even know there was a significance to that. <laughs> I had to look that up. I was like, is that a significant thing? Like, I didn't understand, but it was so funny because, you know, at least like they're getting ready for this date and, you know, so exciting, you know. He shows up in a members-only jacket. She's kind of got this hoochie dress on. Oh, my gosh. Her outfit. <laughs> Those heels. I mean, you guys, it's like a halter. If you haven't watched it, halter, backless dress. Go to the movies. <laughs> but it's really, but it's her first date. And that's, like, the thing you forget. Like, it's her first date. And she has watched TV and looked at magazines and was like, this is what people wear on dates. She Go can't even like wear heels yet, but she's wearing these like heels. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then, um, you know, the you know, coach tells him, you know, hang your jacket up, and you cannot even walk with you know the shoes. <laughs> like it's just like okay. And like, but what's interesting too is they get to the movies, and 
they don't get the automatic tickets just because he's a f- football player. Oh my god! You know, it's the it's like so cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, um, then you know, Julie gets a call from Landry because he, you know. He so actually, I want, to back up, I want to back up one second on that because something interesting, I at least I think from like a a writer's callback perspective happens when mm-hmm. Matt comes up and he's like, she's like, it's sold out. And he's like, I'm Matt Saracen. She's like, great. And there's no QB one. And she's like, cool. I don't care. But I thought you saved tickets for football players. And she says, we did until Ray- Reyes got in a fight in the balcony and like beat up two guys and the police came. And I thought from a writer's perspective was an interesting callback because just a couple episodes earlier, we have the whole thing with Reyes and Castor and he, you know, ends up getting kicked off the team and he has to go in for anger management. But I always felt like just from some, like just looking at how they wrote the show, how good that is to bring back something as a reminder, kind of like that this happened and that this guy had a history of the violence. I don't know. I just thought it was really well written and the, and they put it in in a way that wasn't so in your face but right like oh that's very that's interesting and then yes continue so then julie gets a call on her phone yeah so julie gets a call saying grandmother we had forgotten to say that so right. go ahead so, so yeah he's definitely was watching the grandmother which he didn't want to do um but you know he he's doing it basically you know you know, for his friend, you know, he's doing a solid for his friend, you know, and so it's about grandma and she locked herself in the closet. And so they actually have to leave the movie theater and go handle grandma. And I actually thought this was one of the best moments I've seen um, in the show because it's it's just a really precious moment because like, you know, he pretends to be his grandpa in his grandpa voice and mm-hmm. actually has to sing, you know, Mr. Sandman to calm her down and get her out of the closet into, you know, and she's definitely having some sort of, um, you know, delusion where she's going, that she's not seeing Matt, but she's seeing the grandfather. And that's tough for somebody to like have to play that kind of a role, you know, like it's, you have to step out of yourself and kind of go with it. And he's so young, you know, a sophomore, and he's singing her, her a song and he gets her calm. And it just reminded me of, you know, what I had to deal with, with my dad with dementia. And it's like a 36 hour day, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I just can't imagine dealing with that at such a young age. And then he ends up just taking Julie home. But it was still a very, like, precious moment for me because it really shows you what type of person he is. And I think it it's that same way for Julie. And, of course, I cried while watching it. I might cry while talking about it. But there's that there's a scene earlier in the show where Julie's friend says to her, you're choosing to date a football player. And Julie says, it's not a football player. He's Matt. Mm-hmm. And her friend says, well, it's changed really fast. He's QB1 now. And I think this scene really drove home, like, what Julie thought about Matt and what she knew in her heart about Matt is that he wasn't going to change just because – you actually see – it's a kind of interesting, like, now that I'm thinking about it. You see, though, on the one hand, he's proving the friend right with the, oh, I'm QB1. Don't you right. save tickets? <laughs> But then on the other hand, he is who he is, who's this really good kid who at 16 years old does have to take care of his grandma. And it is like such a sweet, of course, I'm going to cry. It's such, it is such, (laughs) 
2019. And it is heartbreaking because as you said, he's so young, he's 16 years old. And really in order for the 16 year old boy to go on a date, he essentially has to get a babysitter for his grandmother. Yeah. And how much that is for one person to handle, um, which is true for so many of the the characters on the show. Um, But it's, it's really like, it's a, it's an, it's a very precious scene, as you said. Yeah. And then it it just, it's crazy, you know, and he's, they're living in like somewhat of a poverty, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, they don't have very much money. He has to work. He, you know, I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, like he has to do all these things and such a big responsibility. He's not even like a kid and he has football. Like, I was just like, wow, like all the things on his plate. So then when he's trying to take, you know, Julia on this first date, you know, you kind of can see, you know, wow, like, you know, and it doesn't exactly go smoothly. And, you know, but I think it was funny because it didn't go as well, but he was mad at Landry about um, the the jacket. (laughs) And and Landry said, well, there's no reason to blame the couture. (laughs) I just just thought that was sad. There's no reason to play the guitar. I use that as my uh, my motto. <laughs> that is, you know, I think that is going to be my new life motto. There's no reason to blame the couture. Thanks, Landry. <laughs> That's amazing. And then Julie's in the car with her mom the next day, and her mom asks about the date, and Julie says we can't talk about these things, and. But says like we didn't end up going to the movie because he had to come back to his grandmother and she said it was okay though. I think I got to see the real Matt Saracen. Right. And that's and it's funny because Matt is super concerned about it and it's like I'm like I'm just thinking of another Landry line, but Matt's like concerned about it and feels like he blew it. And Landry in, in lovely terms basically says like I think it had the opposite effect, except he uses different kind of different kind of analogy which yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically it was like, I think it made it really much easier for you to get in her pants is what he was trying to say in <laughs> such a nice Landry way. It's not as good a line as you have to blame the couture, but um, uh, but it really is, um, it's a really, you know, it's a special scene. And then of course we still have Jason, Tim, Lila, and Tyra. I know. Uh, oh, which is like a whole thing. So Tyra, so rumors are flying as to what happened. And there's a scene at practice. Someone comes up to Matt and says, what are you going to do about Riggins? And Matt said, what are you talking about? And he goes, hit a cripple. You're the team captain now. And Matt's like, like Matt's like, I mean, Matt is like, are you serious? I don't have enough on my plate that I got to deal with like Riggins. Um, So that kind of just, you know, kind of goes away, but rumors are flying and Tyra confronts Lila and she's angry. And then a bunch of the guys go to Jason to visit Jason and they basically like, we will take care of it, um, which does not end great for Tim. No. They just smash up his truck, you know, and there's gossip clearly going around. Um, you know, Tyra confronts Lila, you know, why, you know. Uh, so in and she, Tyra she, hates Lila. Huh? Hates her already. Yeah. Tyra already hates Lila. Yeah, and then he, she's even mad at Tim. She's like, of all the people in the whole school, you know, like, why her? You know, like, so all these rumors are flying around. And um, 
you know, it's just, I don't know. I think that that's like the most high school moment, uh, you know, ever to me. Mm-hmm. Is that Like that's how quick, like the rumors get around and, you know, how unfair they are because it's not as it seems, you know, it's not like Tim just like moved in, you know, with Lila. So it's just like, it was just, it, it just, to me, that was like the most high school thing. But then, you know, um, it's just, you know, even the team goes to visit Jason, you know, and he doesn't deny it. So they're in their eyes, they're protecting their QB, but at the yes. same time, it's, it's complicated, you know, it's not, it's not that cut and dried. So, um, you know, I think within, when she's cheering, you know, I think that was, I don't know if you want to get that far, but when she's cheering, at well, the we, game, yeah, a little bit, I think a little bit before we get to that, um, yeah. uh, coach Taylor says to Matt actually before the date, what's going on with Riggins. Right. And he has to essentially like pull it out of him, but essentially like Matt lets him know what's going on and the rumors and about Lila and coach Taylor goes to see Jason and he talks to him and they, they kind of talk through it. I mean, it really is nice how we see coach Taylor really, you know, they, they just keep driving home the point that he's not just a coach and here Jason is not his player anymore, but obviously is going through hell each day, bring something worse and worse and worse um, maybe not worse and worse and worse, but each day brings with it probably a new hell. We could say that. And he's there for him and he goes to talk to him. Um, and it's a, it's a good moment, you know, between the two of them. Um, so there's, there's that. And he had, we hadn't really talked about it and I don't know, we need to go deep into it, but this, the episode before he had gone to visit Jason. So mm-hmm. we see that as something consistent that he does and cares about, but then I think we can you know, fast forward to the game and the game, considering how much short amount of the, how little the episode is focused on the game, a lot happens during that game. So you have, it's a very close game. Tim gets hurt essentially, um, but comes in at the end for one more play that he does an incredible block that gets smashed right into the end zone. And so Panthers win. But before that, and this is, we see the beginning, and this kind of leads us in this next episode that we'll talk about next week. It's different for girls, I think is a really important episode, especially for Fangirl Sports Network. Um, and <laughs> since I think it'll be, in, I will look forward for us to really talk about that, but we see the beginning of it. And Buddy has already, we totally missed this part, and we can say it really quick, Buddy and Tammy essentially have to work with Gatlin on getting the team and all of their fans a hotel that they want to stay in. Right. But in the middle of that, Buddy says to Tammy, have you noticed anything going on with Lila? And Tammy does know what's going on with Lila because they had a moment, right. and I think it's actually the episode before as well, um, where she sees Lila. Lila's very upset, and she talks to her, and Tammy says to her, and this was Lila's plan, don't tell Jason because it's going to, it's to make you feel better. And all it's going to do is hurt him. And if it's really over with you and Tim, then don't tell Jason. And I don't, you know what? I do not disagree with that advice, but then it became out of her control. So during the game, when Tim gets hurt, a bunch of girls in the stand start saying, Hey slut, what are you going to do about Tim? And they say these horrible things and they throw water at her and her her parents are like what's going on they can't really hear and she walks off the field and her mom's gonna go and buddy says no I got this which is I know it sounds silly maybe to those of us like watching it but it's a huge moment because 
we all know Buddy Garrity, there is almost nothing he loves more than Dylan football, except clearly his kids. <laughs> that's, and I think it's a huge thing. And he leaves the game early to see Lila and she tells him what happened. And he says to her, and Tammy, I want to back up again. Sorry. Tammy had given him advice. She didn't tell him what was going on, but she said, as a parent, the most important thing is to let them know you're there for them and you love them. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. Which you think is really good advice because sometimes not everything can be fixed and a person just needs to know you're there for them. And so Lila tells him what happens and he said happened and he says to her, well, we all make mistakes. We grow up, but you are my daughter and I love you. And she yeah. says to him, you love, you've never left a game early. And he said, that's a game. You're my daughter. And it's also a sweet moment because for Buddy, that's like a big deal. And again, I feel like I'm going to cry. For Buddy, that's a big deal because he does love those Dylan Panthers so very much. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like a real human moment for Garrity mm-hmm. because it's his child, you know, and nobody wants to see their child going through that much pain, you know, and the embarrassment and the humiliation. And, you know, it's just, you know, and and it's so different from where she was just a few weeks before where she was, you know, the head cheerleader, the popular, you know, everybody. And she's gone through a lot, you know, with everything going on with losing Jason, the way she lost him in that sense. And then, and then actually losing him. So I think it was really, um, it was just really human. And you can kind of see that he's at that moment, he's not just a booster. He's like a dad and he's like, you know, it's only a game. And I thought that was just like perfect because, you know, it's um, all he had to do was just be your dad. And I think that that sometimes is what you need. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just your dad. <laughs> it's your dad and, and that there's nothing he can do or say to fix it or make it better. I mean, there's just nothing. It's just, it's just, that's going to be time and whatever happens, but all he can do or say is I'm your dad and I love you and people make mistakes and you, you grow up. And I think that too is an important um, statement in that, again, when we talk about how young these kids are, they're so young and people make mistakes and grow up. And then what, and you do grow from each of those mistakes. And that's really what happened here. We saw when Tim went back in the game for that final play, he got the respect of his teammates back. It was kind of interesting because essentially it's like, we said our piece, we smashed up your car and now we're cool. But I think that's oh, that's yeah. high school boys. I think that's not, I don't think that's, I think that makes sense, <laughs> you know, for high school boys. <laughs> it's like, you know, and then. Well, they we're, weren't we're good. for him. They weren't, you know, he was getting hit. He was, you know, he was getting pretty torn up out there. And then he's like, do you have one more in you? And he just had to make a block. And you could tell, like, you know, they were obviously not going to give him any favors there because it, the way they felt about him. But when he came out and he was basically willing to put his body on the line one last time, they're like, way to gut it out. And you, there's respect about that. Like, they're, he's willing to do that for them, even though he, they weren't willing to do it for him. And to win the game, you know. So I think yeah. that that kind of was a unifying moment for the team as well. And then Smash goes running up to his mom and hugs her as he had the game-winning touchdown and says, let's go home, which was also kind of a pretty poignant line because they were playing in their home, their original home, but now let's go home. We have a, you know, we've moved on to a new home. So I think that was kind of, uh, you know, big line. And then, of course, um, 
<laughs> Julie runs on to see Matt and he kisses her and she's totally taken off guard and she's like, I gotta go, bye. And we go to see Tammy who saw Tammy's the whole thing. Face is like, <laughs> face is like, well, here we go. Here, here we go. Um so it was it was great, but yeah, a lot happened in this episode and we probably could talk about it again for like I mean we could keep talking about it. Um but it was it was a really it's a really good episode. I love that it's called Full Hearts because it really makes sense in a way. Um and it just brings together so many things and we're gonna have so many more to come. And I'll a quick other thing is Tyra goes to visit Jason and they get really oh, yeah. drunk and make fun of Lila and Tim, but both of them are clearly really hurting. And right. you know, what I like about it is like you, you know, a lot of shows will just show the cheating or whatever, but this shows like the aftermath, you know, like you can actually walk the tape forward and see like what would happen. It, you know, like you don't just hurt yourself, you don't just hurt the, your partner, you know what I mean? So yeah. many things can, you know, your reputation, you know, you, all these things, you know, you're, you're, it, it's just, you, I, that's what I liked about it. It's like, you really see all aspects of the cheating and, you know, it's, it, it's um, complicated, but at the same time, like I was, I, you know, there's so many different components. So, you know, before you make that choice, you can almost like see what would happen, you know, ahead of time. And that's, I guess what I, I appreciated about it. Absolutely. It was, it was really, these were two really good episodes, but this last one really, I think was a special <laughs> one. So, so next week we'll be back with the aforementioned, it's different for girls. And, you know, I'm not going to promise that we're going to talk about two episodes next week, Steph. I think we'll talk about it over the week okay. and see what we think. It's, I think it's different for girls. Like I said, is a really important episode, especially for here at Fangirl Sports Network. And one of the things I marvel at so much with the show is that it was it debuted in 2006 and everything is still so relevant and poignant oh, today. And I was going to say for better or worse, but reality is probably for worse. And <laughs> um, it's, you know, I think it, it'll be good uh, to talk about. So we will for sure be talking about that next week. And uh, Steph, thank you as always for joining me to talk about my favorite subject, Friday Night Lights. Of course, it's fun as always. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes here as you're listening and leave us a review and to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, y'all.